the down and dirty is our favorite. And it's just because we're there to serve and make that walk of life, you know, easier and, and holding space wherever you need so that you feel like you're being mothered. We mother the mother. Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. Gratitude and specifically gratitude journaling has completely shaped and shifted the course of Sandy in my life. When we started acknowledging what we were grateful for and expressing it, writing it down on paper and expressing gratitude for what was to come, everything changed for us. We've been so moved by gratitude and gratitude journaling that we decided to create our own gratitude journal and we put it on Amazon. It's called the 90 Day Habits Gratitude Journal. It is great for just a daily gratitude practice over 90 days. It's great for you. It's great for your team your family, your friends. So we'll drop the link in the show notes to get it on Amazon. It's $9.99 and it can and it will change your life. Let's get to the show. Ooh, today was a good one. So today we have on my friends Kelsey and Rory. They together own Soul Shine Birth. And what they are, who they are, what they do, they are unique doula duo bringing in over seven years of experience to pave the way for better birth and postpartum outcomes. So these two ladies work together as a birth and postpartum doula duo to provide the highest quality care for their families who they say start as clients and stay as friends. I love that. They are both breastfeeding and childbirth educators, which they bring into their intimate doula support. So passion shines through into all that they do, which is so clear. You guys are going to hear this on the episode as they uphold their mission to change lives, empower families, and make positive birth outcomes a reality by providing the tools, love, and resources as your dream support team. I actually had a dear friend, Autumn Walker, recently use them um, as their as her doula for her birth and had an incredible experience. So as you'll hear throughout this interview, their passion exudes through their pores. I have gotten to know them over the past year through mutual friends. They actually came over one day and we did a photo shoot when I was probably like eight and a half months pregnant. So if you go to their website, you'll see pregnant Sandy all over. Um, but these two are incredible. You're going to learn a lot. We get raw. We get real on this episode. Um, it actually took me a couple days of processing after that episode just because I shared some things and revisited some things about birth and just the mindset that I've kind of like buried, um, but it was a good one. So I'm excited for you guys to listen. Whether you are a parent or not, I still think you're going to benefit from this and don't disregard like, oh, I'm not interested in that or whoa, this is not like their typical entrepreneurial type stuff. Listen to their story. You're going to get something out of this. I know it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here and sit back and enjoy the show. I am so excited to have two very special guests on Getting Magnetic today. And today it's just the ladies. I can't wait out of the room for this one. And I am really excited to bring to you guys these two special women because they know so much and they are experts in the field of childbirth and 
Du- is doulaing a word? Doulaing, I'm going to make that up. And I feel like we're all going to learn so much from them. And my intention is that after listening to this, you learn something. Maybe you send this to a friend that maybe wants to get pregnant, is currently pregnant, um, or maybe yourself, whoever you know in your life that could benefit from learning some of these things. So with that said, ladies, welcome to Getting Magnetic. Thank you Thank so much, you. Sandy. <laughs> so happy to have you here. So I love stories and I feel like it's so powerful to start with your story and how you got here. Um, so people can really be like sucked into the journey and know like, okay, who is Kelsey? Who is Rory? How did they come to be, you know, working in this field together? So how do you guys want to do this? Does one of you want to go first and we'll, we'll go back and forth? Yeah, let's do it. We'll share because we're individuals and we came together now as Soul Shine as a team. Yes. Uh, but we love stories too, and it's a big part of our why. Each and every day, we kind of reflect on how we got here in our journey. So I think it's cool to share. Kelsey's going to go first. This is Kelsey's yeah. voice. Okay. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kelsey. <laughs> I, we usually forget to do that because we're just kind of like one. <laughs> um, so I'm Kelsey. Um, so my journey is different than Rory's in that I kind of have a past life before doulaing, as you say. Um, and I was in corporate software sales and it feels like a lifetime ago because it is, um, but it really was only less than four years ago. Long story short, I'm from the Midwest, grew up in Wisconsin, small town, and my goal was always to just get out. I was first generation college and I had my sight set on like working my way up to the corner office suite in Chicago and like working for an ad agency. So I did that. I quit, um, or sorry, I, after college, moved to, to Chicago, worked for four in some years in software sales, and then eventually made my way out to California, um, just like seeking something more, something different and had a promotion with the company I was with, came out here. And after six months of doing that role in sales, I was like, yeah, I'm successful and I love the people I work with, but this isn't it. Like, there's more. I know that my passion and my purpose is out there. I just need to go soul searching. So, mm-hmm. I actually quit my job in software sales to go backpacking around the world. Um, and I was doing that for seven months and was like on a mission just to find me and my purpose. And I was close. <laughs> I uncovered I uncovered a lot of parts of myself in that I want to work with women. I, I love empowering women and helping women feel seen and supported and heard. But I didn't know what the modality of helping women would be. And I was like, okay, I feel like I'm finding it. And then COVID happened. <laughs> and I was sent home from backpacking and forced to take a job. And I knew I didn't want to go back to software sales. So I started nannying. And a lot of doulas come from like the nannying world or taking care mm-hmm. of kids because we love babies, right? And we love helping moms. Totally. Um, and very quickly in that time, the family I was nannying for was expecting. And I learned what a doula was. And I became the mom's kind of pseudo postpartum doula. Um, and we'll get more into like what we do as doulas. But it was very clear to me. And it actually came through a dream. Roy and I are very, very spiritual people. So I kind of had this like spiritual download and woke up at 3 a.m. one day and decided that day. And I wrote in my journal, I am a doula. And I didn't even really know what that meant at the time. Um, and fast forward only two short years and and here I am. So wow. that's my personal story. It's um, different than Rory's in that, you know, she's been doing this work a little bit longer and, and kind of always knew doula was for her. Um, I think for both of us, we both were like obsessed with TLC's A Baby Story as children. So the calling has always been there <laughs> since yes. we were like five years old. Wow. I love your story. It's so powerful. And so many of our listeners are 
entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs or on that quest to chase their dreams. So I feel like your story is so powerful because, you know, you followed the traditional route that we're taught, you know, like go to school, get your degree, get a great job. And there's nothing wrong with that. That works for a lot of people, but you felt like you were made for more and you explored that. And I love that you like backpacked and lived your best life. And then, you know, world circumstances like totally shifted and everything always happens for a reason in the perfect divine timing, right? So then you pivoting to being a nanny and then just so happening that they're having another baby and then this falls into your lap. Like, and the dream part too, I love that because I'm such a vivid dreamer and dreams are, I'm so intrigued by dreams. I'm like, what do they mean? Like, I always want to, I have a dream dictionary that Wade gave me that I always like love looking up like, okay, what does this mean? It's so cool. I love it. Okay. So powerful. And um, so cool. And then Rory, why don't we have you tell us your journey and then let's mesh them together. Like how did you two become one? Yeah, perfect. Hi, I'm Rory. Sorry for my voice in advance. I had too much fun in Chicago this past week. (laughs) Um, But I have always been obsessed with pregnancy, babies. I could, growing up, I, we would go to family barbecues or, you know, go see a friend and a baby would be in my arms. So (laughs) it, no one would blink twice. They would just be like, Oh, whose baby is that? You know, it was very normal that Rory was always around the kids. And I, I never really aspired to, you know, knew exactly what I wanted to do. But, you know, I have little drawings that my grandmom has sent me of um, like stick figures with breathe, mama breathes coming out of their mouth and help and saying like, I want to help deliver babies and all these things. So um, I truly, yeah, manifested it as a baby and, and kid. And my mom would say things like, you should be a midwife. And I'm like, mom, you know, I don't want to look at vaginas. I don't think I want to do that. Like all these things. And fast forward to now, like what I do, but so I wasn't sure. And I went to, um, after high school in Connecticut, I moved to Arizona. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I went to school for speech pathology that didn't really tickle my fancy. And then I changed to childbirth, uh, or not childbirth ed. I changed to, um, childhood education that really didn't, I was like, "Mm, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. Um, then I switched to ultrasound. I've had so many different major that my parents were like, okay, what's next? (laughs) And then um, as I was nannying in Arizona, the family that I worked for said, hey, you should be a doula. I just learned what this is. And I'm like, I have no idea what that is, but let me go look it up. And I looked it up and I basically kind of like Kelsey was like, oh my gosh, I am a doula. I am. So I basically went home, um, told my roommates, I'm going to be a doula and I did it. And so, um, it, it, I did an online process a little bit different than Kelsey and kind of threw myself to, threw myself to the woods after that, uh, or the wolves and became a doula. And then when I moved to California, kind of set off full time, which has been amazing. So a little bit different. I always knew what I wanted to do kind of, but just had to get a little bit closer and closer each time. Um, but it definitely always is in my cards and I'll have to show you the photo of my grandmom sent me of my, my drawing of when I was a kid. Oh, I definitely want to see that. I think that's so amazing that you always felt that calling and you didn't know exactly what it looked like, but you're like, 
this feels like home, like something in this space. And you've just always been the baby whisperer and like babies gravitate towards you and you gravitate towards them. That's so amazing. So I had a doula for my birth. My daughter's now almost eight months old. And I met you guys towards the very end of my pregnancy, like after you know, I was already working with Nicole Kosh, who was my doula. I love her. She's actually been here on Getting Magnetic as well. But I'd love to know how you guys mesh together. Like, tell us about that story. And then I want to go into like, okay, so now that we know the backstory and, you know, that you guys are doing this together, like, what is a doula? Like, what do you actually do? What is the, <laughs> the life of Kelsey and Rory? But let's first merge it. How did Kelsey okay. become a thing? Yeah, great question. Most people are like, what is a doula? It's a weird word anyways. (laughs) It means servant, actually, a woman servant. But in terms of how we came together, so I think it's really cool because like we're saying, this work is very sacred and special and and, um, like very spiritual. So for both of us, when we found it, there was this like really deep knowing, right? Like really deep. It almost felt like how did I not ever know this before? Like once I found it, it was, I couldn't unsee it. Like this was made for me, right? And the puzzle kind of came together for both of us, I think, um, in different ways, but it, it all worked out. So I had my dream on a Saturday. I started messaging people on Instagram that day, literally just like, I'm a doula. I was not, a, I was not actually a doula yet, but I was like, I'm a doula. Like I, I, I am. I just believed it. You know, I, when I have a vision of what I want, I just go after it full of steam. And so I started messaging people. I got connected with a girl um, via Facebook and she's in a local Facebook group. And she was like, yeah, like I was a nanny too and transitioned to doula. Like, so cool. We're actually doing a doula meetup on Tuesday if you want to come. So this is three days later. Rory was at the doula meetup and her, mm-hmm. there was five or six of us. Her and yeah. I instantly clicked, connected. I had thought at the time because of my work as a nanny, I wanted to be a postpartum doula, but Rory came off this like amazing birth high. The birth high is so cool. She walks in and she's just like radiating and like, oh my gosh, like telling us all about this birth. And I'm like, you're really cool. And I'm going to be a birth doula. Wow. And the rest was history. Her and I started meeting up for coffee. Um, she was launching her childbirth ed series. So I was like her first student. I started shadowing her prenatals. Um, Cause a lot of this work comes from hands-on experience as you'd imagine. And I was like, Rory, bring me into anything. Like I'm so eager. And we became best friends because we have a lot in common. We're in similar life stages. We're both transplants. Um, our boyfriends are both from the East coast. Like so much in common. And yeah, it feels like we're soul sisters. It's really cool. Wow. So cool. So, and when was this, that this all went down? January of last year, January, 2021. Okay. Got it. So it's now been like a year and a half of you two working together and you guys started your company together called soul shine, right? Yes. Yes. I love that. So, okay, now let's dive in deeper. So there are like, let's talk about like, what is a doula? And then there's different types of dueling, like you said, like you can have a birth doula, you can have a postpartum doula, like there's probably other ones I don't even know about. But like, let's really, let's assume the listener doesn't know much about this. And let's like, give them the full education. So what, how would you guys define a doula? What is it that you do? definitely a woman's servant. Like Kelsey said, it derives from that Latin word, but we are there to hold space in whatever capacity that a birthing mom needs, right? So that provides emotional support, physical support, advocacy, education. We really are just there to be a presence sometimes. So it's a transformational journey that birth is. And um, in sacred traditions, there are 
many women holding your hand through that process. So we're there to hold your hand through that process, essentially, with helping you along the way and helping your partner and being there to just walk with you through that journey. Totally. I love that. Yeah, it's really intimate. Um, You know, for us, it's all about connection. So we're really picky with our clients who we take on. You know, we would love to take on everyone, but that doesn't work because we have to take on this person or this family that really we feel connected with intimately because like Rory said, it's probably one of the most vulnerable times in your life, right? So we want to be that constant presence that makes you feel safe and secure and supported. And then like Rory said, we're both childbirth educators. So for us, it's really important. We find that um, the most impactful transformational birth journeys happen when families are educated and have the tools they need. Um, so we like to bring that into our practice as well. So outside of dueling um, for birth, we'll do childbirth education classes with families, even if they're not our birth doula clients. And then on the other side of things, after birth, we're postpartum doulas too. So um, we have more of an emphasis on birth, but when it comes to the clients we take on, but we really emphasize the postpartum transition and period, it's a really vulnerable time. Um, And Sandy, I'm sure you can speak to this. And a lot of families aren't prepared for it. So we talk to our families, our birth clients about postpartum. We share resources. Um, We get really real. Um, We're really unfiltered. I think, you know, we're loving and nurturing and soft, but the way that we love on our clients best is through realness and letting them know how raw postpartum can be. Um, So we will do some postpartum shifts where we actually come in clients' homes and really care for them during this delicate phase. Um, And then we have postpartum doulas too that are in our network. So if someone wants maybe a postpartum doula for the first three months um, in that fourth trimester period, um, we can get them set up with the right postpartum doula for them. Wow. So regardless of where they, because you guys are both here in Orange County, California. So if someone doesn't live here you have resources and connections with, like let's say someone lived in a different part of the country like you could maybe help them find someone yes yeah we have a huge successful yeah through we're really successful through our network and instagram whereas if we post you know whether someone needs breast milk or favorite baby carriers or maybe a postpartum overnight doula in new jersey we can post about it and it, this village is so incredible that we somehow get connected to what we need Wow. It's because you guys are magnetic. Like, you know, <laughs> we love like you. So good. So, okay. It's, I love everything that you've said and both of your stories are so powerful. And I love that you merged together and used both of your amazing strengths and skills to unite. So before I became a mom, like I had never heard of the fourth trimester. I had never heard of the first 40 days. Like I, you know, I've, I had heard of like, Um, postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression, like PPA or PPD, but I didn't really like know what it was. And then I feel like on the other side of it, like once I became a mom and once I started going through that new phase of life and that new identity, I'm so, it's like the greatest thing that I've ever been through, but it's also like the most challenging thing. And I felt like my world came kind of like crumbling down in some ways. And a big part for me was being that, I lost my mom nine years ago. And when you have a baby, I feel like all you want is your mom to be there and to help you and to share stories with you of what it was like when she was in that phase and all those things. And so I just felt really, really, really lonely and sad. And my grief came back 
tenfold. Like that was the hardest part for me postpartum was like, and then I had this like new way of looking at my mom. Like, I'm like, wow, now that I'm a mom, like I want to like apologize to her. I want to forgive her. I want to, I had all these things I wanted to say to her because I now I wanted to be like, I get it, mom. Like I get it. Like so many things that like pissed me off or annoyed me or that I didn't understand. I get now. And I still know there'll, there'll be like such a learning lesson, but like, I feel like postpartum having someone like you guys to support. And like you said, hold space and maybe like process your birth story or just whatever that person needs, like walk me through, like, what does it look like getting postpartum care from you guys? Yeah. Well, I'm happy you shared that. I know for you, it's been such a beautiful journey in so many ways, the, you know, the highs and the lows and the really difficult parts and how we support this village is that like vulnerability, right. And sharing our stories. So you know, that means a lot to us for you to be able to open up and share that. Um, it's a lot of this. It's holding space um, for each family. It's different. So as a postpartum doula, the misconception might be that we're there for like the baby. And while we love babies and we'll hold baby and, you know, love on baby, but really we're there for mom. So we come in in those very early days, usually day between day one and three um, and come into the home. And those first few days are probably sitting in her bed and talking to her and holding space and whatever she wants to share, what's ever coming up for her. A lot of times processing her birth. Um, The cool thing is if we were her birth doula, we were there in the room. Um, We never project our own experience in the room, but you know, if she has questions, wants to just kind of talk through things, maybe look at photos and videos, or maybe she doesn't want to talk about it. Maybe there was some really intense moments of her birth and she's not ready to go there yet. You know, we might be helping her with some of the early struggles of breastfeeding. Um, Breastfeeding doesn't just come naturally. It's like riding a bike. You have to learn skills. And of course, women are made to breastfeed, but there's skills involved, tangible skills, right? So Um, holding space and helping her with that. If she is breastfeeding, you know, maybe it's she's sleep deprived and she's like, am I ever going to sleep again? You know, and really helping her understand what normal baby sleep looks like, talking about the importance of, you know, sharing schedules with the partner. Um, There's a lot of different things we do. And then we we do things around the house that we don't want to worry about. In those first few weeks, we we tell mom first five days in the bed, um, first the second five days around the bed, and then the last five days around the uh, second five days on the bed, then the third five days around the bed. So really what that means is like two weeks in your bedroom. (laughs) I literally didn't leave my bedroom. Everything was like delivered to me. (laughs) I was so proud seeing that on Instagram because I know your bedroom's on the second floor. So like making that your sanctuary and having everyone come to you, you're not worried about household chores, errands, like nothing, like all of that should be completely out of the question. Um, And whether it's your doula or your family or your community coming to serve you, bringing you warm, nourishing meals. um, That's probably one of the most important things you can do for your body um, is feeding it with warm things. um, And then really just helping you to have intimate, special bonding time with your baby. So um, it looks different for everyone, but we find it to be probably one of the most beautiful times while very, very challenging and raw and real. Probably the best way that we can serve women is, is really holding that space. I feel like our society doesn't really honor like protecting that space postpartum. Like it's kind of like, like I had people make comments to me, like I was so worried about you. Like it was, you know, kind of weird. Like you didn't really like leave your room and 
you know, like five days postpartum, like I was like at the zoo with my oldest kid and my newborn and like kind of comparing. And I'm like, um, that if that works for you, you do that. But like, I just went through the most life exchange, like life changing experience in my life. And it's not necessarily about birth or what your birth was like, or how long it was, or how you brought your baby into the world. It's more so just like, yes, you just birthed a baby, but you just birthed, birthed yourself into a mother. And it's like feeling that and letting yourself go there. And like, I didn't know this, but like the hormones, like day three, when my milk came in, like I had like a hormonal drop that was like, I actually think I still have it as a highlight on my stories. It's like postpartum. And it was like, it's literally the most unflattering videos of me in the entire planet. But I wanted to document it to be like, when I am having a bad day, I want to remember it's been worse. Because Mm -hmm. that was like one of my like lowest low feelings of being like, I was so scared. I was like, what did I get myself into? Was I supposed to do this? Like, can I do this? Like, holy shit. Like, fuck, I'm a mom. Like, do I, like, what do I do? Like, where's, where's the manual? Like, who's going to help me? Like, who do I, who do I bounce ideas off of? Who do I like constantly wait? And I would be like looking at each other. Like, do we, is she hungry? Do we change her? Like, what is she? We're like constantly bouncing off each other. Like, well, what do you think? Or I don't know. What do you think? And then like all the irritability, and like resentment and emotions. And like, I can't even tell you how many like sobbing in the shower moments I had, like so many sobbing in the shower moments where I was just like, so scared of my new life. And just so unsure that I was like capable of doing it, which is crazy because I'm like the queen of believing you can do anything you set your mind to. But when you're holding your beautiful, precious newborn and you're like their entire life revolves around like me taking care of them you kind of have these like limiting I did I had these limiting beliefs come up of like am I enough for her like can I do everything that she needs you know so for me I felt like those were such sacred days and like another thing I feel like our society is like I mean everyone my whole point in like this episode and what I hope people really get away is you have to do what works for you you don't have to do what you feel like you're supposed to do like I remember and my sister will probably listen to this, but like with her births, like she was one of the first people in our friend circle that had babies. And so it was like when she had a baby, the the waiting room at the hospital was full of people that were ready to come marching in. And my sister like had some anxiety with that. And that wasn't like, but she didn't know she could say, you know, we're not doing that because it's like very normal to have visitors at the hospital. Right. But through like being exposed to people like you and I remember going to one of the like pre-birth, I forget exactly what it was called, but classes that you guys offered and like hearing some of the stuff that you guys covered, I realized I'm like, wait, yeah, that might be the norm, but that doesn't mean that that has to be my normal. So like I set boundaries, like I followed like the five days in the bed, five days on the bed, five days around the bed. I didn't really let anyone come into my home except for my, obviously my husband, my sister, my mother-in-law there was like a few safe people, but even like my best, best friends, some people I was like, I love you so much. And I'm just in such a vulnerable space right now. I, I'm, it's not about you coming to meet the baby. Like I literally can't have you just come meet the baby and have small talk and ask me how my birth was and take a picture. And like, no, unless you're ready to like get in the trenches, do my dishes, make me beef stew, take out the trash unload the dishwasher, watch me sobbing, help me change my bloody depends. You can't come in my house. And that was like, really, a lot of my friends didn't understand that. 
there was a few safe people that I let in, but like, that is like the most vulnerable, raw part of you, a part of you you've probably never seen unless you've like been in it yourself. So I think the work that you guys are doing is, it's like, I don't even know what to call it. Like, it's the most, it's truly like the most sacred thing to be invited into someone's space like that and be able to process all of that. And maybe mine was like, my experience was like more dramatic than others and making it sound like a crazy experience. But for me, it was like wild. Like I was like, how do people have more than one baby? Like why do people do this like over and over again? And now like eight months postpartum, I'm in such a different place and I'm, I will definitely have more children at some point, but I'm just like the roller coaster of emotions and everything you go through. Like, it's just, I can't even imagine the stuff that you guys see. Like, I want to know, like, how do you separate that from your personal life? Like, do you guys have to have, like, decompress? Yes. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> first, first, I just got a little choked up hearing you I know, talk I'm like about your experience. <clears throat> but, you know, it, every day we wake up and it's an honor <clears throat> to be able to be in that space and be invited to that space because it is special. It is intimate. And not just anyone gets to be in there. So for us to be invited, we, Kelsey and I wake up every day and we reap gratitude and we're just like, wow, you know, we are here and we are serving women and being here for you. Um, and we like to shed light on that America as a society has, you know, this six week switch that everything is supposed to be fine and you can return to working out and go back to work and have sex and all these things. And there's a lot of pressure for women and it's bullshit. And, um, you know, I think in the older generations, that was just how it is. And they said, okay, no problem. And, you know, postpartum depression and anxiety got swept under the rug. And that's what created these problems. But now we're sharing these, you know, vulnerability and and rawness and saying, yeah, no, you can't come to the house because I, you know, I'm going to have my shirt off and breastfeeding and you can get offended. But listen, it's not about you. It's mm-hmm. not about you. It's about me and my new baby and, you know, the village of people that I'm letting in to help me because this is sacred and it only happens, you know, in this moment for that amount of time. But you are, you are growing a a human for nine months. You know, you can't just be expected to jump right back into life right after that. So it, it really is just so special and life changing. When I, when I say that to people, they're like, yeah, life changing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I'm serious. They're like, read my lips. Life changing. Right. And it's, and it's hard. It's challenging. And it's, yeah, could be the, you know, most, often the best thing that's ever happened to you, but you have to get to that point kind of like you were saying, like, Oh my gosh, did I do the right thing? You have to move through the motions and it's honestly not even hour by hour. It's minute by minute. You have to be in survival mode, but that's why it's so special that we get to do what we do because you know, we have moms all the time saying, "I'm, I'm sorry, you have to change my pad or I'm sorry. I got puke on you. And, and we don't, care because we love it so much like this is the the down and dirty is our favorite and it's just because we're there to serve and make that walk of life you know easier and and holding space wherever you need so that you feel 
like you're being mothered. We mother the mother. Yeah. Raw, raw and real is like what we're here for. And Sandy, I admire you so much. I too is getting very choked up and your experience is not wild and crazy. It's actually the normal. And what you're doing right now, sharing this is normalizing what women go through. Unfortunately, people don't feel safe and comfortable sharing their story. Mm -hmm. So we work really hard to change that. A lot of what we do for women is help normalize their feelings, their emotions, what's physically happening to them, what's mentally happening to them. They just don't know that that's the norm. And so the more we have this conversation, the better we become together. Um, We are so passionate about the power of community and women and bringing women together, which is why we're always trying to do different events to just get women together. Because when women come together and they're able to open up vulnerably, we can make a lot of change and make difference. So um, I know we're in a time where like women's rights are being really fucked up. But like this morning I saw Rhode Island just passed that doulas are now fully covered by insurance and like change is happening. People are waking up. People are seeing um, the importance of having the right care during, you know, pregnancy, birth, but more importantly, postpartum. So, you know, the more we have this conversation, the more we share the importance of, you know, having the right resources, preparing you for this journey, the better we all become. So I just thank you for sharing your vulnerability. I know it's not easy um, and you make it look easy sometimes because you do it often, but I know it's not easy. Um, Those are really, like you said, sometimes like hard, scary parts of ourselves that like aren't glamorous whatsoever. So, um, you know, if you're a woman and you're listening to this and you're like, wow, like, yep, that hits really deep. You know, our doors are, and hearts are always open. We always want to hear from women. And um, if one thing that we can do is get, we can get you resources. So that is something that we pride ourselves on as doulas is if we don't have the answers and resources. We will get them to you, whether we're in Orange County and you're local with us or you're somewhere else in the U.S. Like we talked about earlier, we'll get you the resources. You know, we do a lot of education and we do virtual classes. So we have a childbirth ed class. We do um, a newborn care. Um, we also have a postpartum class. And one of the classes is really not the pretty stuff. It's all about PMADs, postpartum mood and anxiety disorders, and normalizing that and helping partners understand what to look for because it, it's common. Like one in four women have a postpartum mood or anxiety disorder. So helping to normalize that, what it looks like. It doesn't always come up as depression. It sometimes comes up as OCD or obsessiveness or uh, like obsessive worry about the baby. And um, these are all common things that are happening um, to moms. Mm -hmm. So you're not alone. You are not alone. I love everything you guys are saying. And I know that there's people listening to this that are just like being mind blown and realizing like maybe they've already had a baby and they wish they had support like this, or maybe they want to have a baby in the future. And they're like, wow, like to know that there's support like this out there is so nice. Like, I want to ask you, who is a doula for? Like, who needs a doula? What would your answer be to that? Every single woman. (laughs) And I know that it's not always, like, I'm from Wisconsin, and doulas 
I never heard of doulas, but there are doulas in Wisconsin. I know that, but it, it wasn't as normalized as out here in California where there's holistic medicine and mm-hmm. people financially can afford them, right? There's parts, there's a lot of women, the women that probably need doulas most can't afford a doula, unfortunately. And there are programs for that. And we have resources for that. We work with a local organization called um, Moms of Orange County. They're wonderful, providing resources to families who are underprivileged. So we have resources. If you feel like you can't afford a doula, like please reach out. We have resources and Roy and I do free childbirth ed classes all the time for families in need. So everyone needs a doula or someone that can serve the role as a doula, right? Maybe it's a mother or mother-in-law, right? But being able to really hold that space, you know, and everyone needs childbirth education. A lot of birth trauma um, happens when families don't have the tools and resources they needed. And that comes through education. We say all the time, education is power. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, every single woman needs a doula. And the cool thing is your baby registry doesn't have to be for all these fancy newborn products, which are cool. Yeah. But like your baby really just needs you, your boob, some diapers, like baby doesn't need a lot. What you can put on your registry are things like um, postpartum meal services. We have a wonderful person locally who we work with. Her name is Holly Stein. She does mama meals, like delivers postpartum warm nourishing meals directly to your house. Um, you can put on their doula services. You can put on their cleaning services for your house. Like you can do the things that you need for you to care for you and put that on your registry because that comes before a lot of the fancy newborn products. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that because it's so funny before I became a mom, I'd be like, Ooh, I want to get like something they're going to use a lot on their registry. Like, Ooh, I'm going to get them like the high chair or I'm going to get them like whatever. And now I'm like, fuck that. No, they're going to get nipple shields. They're going to get like, you know, all the things that I'm like, I wish I knew about this, or I wish that I had this, like, or yeah, meal services, or I'm going to get their house cleaned for them, or like just holding that space of just being like, you know, if you're looking for a safe person to come over, like, I would love to just block my day off and come spend time with you and rub your neck and take out the baby diapers and let you take a nap and take the baby on a walk. And just like, that is like the greatest thing you can give a close friend is like holding that space and like, just giving them it's not about the material gifts it's like about them knowing that you like really care and my whole perspective on it changed now that I've been through but you know this whole episode I'm just like thinking too like before becoming a mom so much of my emphasis throughout my whole pregnancy was on birth I had this like vision of my beautiful home birth and I read all the books and I did like my meditations and birth affirmations and hypnobirthing every single day and I was like convinced that it was going to happen the way that I wanted it to happen. Right. And something I learned is like your, the way your babies come into the world are teaching you like how to mother them. And so there was nothing, I don't, I'm not sitting here and trying to make birth sound traumatic for anyone listening. Birth is beautiful. Like birth, I don't want you to, if you're not a mom yet or something to listen to this and be like, Holy shit, this is so gnarly. Like definitely not signing up for that. Like it's literally a few hours, whether you have a two hour birth or a three-day birth, whatever it is, it's a few hours of transition from you becoming a, from you being an individual to you birthing yourself into a mother. So it's a transformation. It's like hours of this transformation of you birthing this new identity. Like that's how I think of it. But I put so much energy and attention and books read and time spent and research and blah, 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 blah on birth. I literally did not even think about, and yes, there are resources and people mention it, but I was like, dude, I have a baby coming out of my vagina. Like I'm not thinking about 
the first 40 days, I like completely disregarded that. I didn't even, I was like protecting my space of like birth, 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 birth. And if I could go back and tell myself something, I'd be like, Sandy, birth is like 5% of it. Like the birth is like, it's a beautiful part of it, but it's not where your focus needs to go. Your focus needs to go on what is your post-birth support going to look like. So for anyone listening to this, like maybe you are a mom, maybe you're not a mom, whatever it is, like wherever you are in that, in your part of life, maybe you never want to become a mom and this episode isn't for you, but it's for someone that you know, so you can send it to that person. But I wish I could tell my younger self, my younger Sandy, like to really be more mindful around what life would look like once the baby was in my arms. Yeah. And I definitely think too, you know, cutting out the noise of the other people being like, well, I didn't have that and I was fine or I didn't have this. And, you know, you, you young people have all the things and that's just negative, you know, that's a negative outlook. And we truly are, I think Kelsey and I say the the words, it takes a village 10 times a day Mm -hmm. um, because it truly does. And even in everyday life, let alone postpartum, you know, but it, it takes a village and it, it really is important to be able to ask for help and um, surrender to the help. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that Rory. I had a friend come over five days, no, seven days postpartum. And she's actually not like a super close friend, but she's someone I like really, really admire. And she has, she's a mom of three kids that are like, probably like five, seven and 10 or something like that. And she's like total boss in business. And I like look at her and I'm like, how does she make it look so easy? And she saw my story day three where I was like sobbing my eyes out. And she, and then after that, I went dark. I deleted Instagram for three months because I was like, I cannot be on here looking at other people's beautiful home births or like making breastfeeding look like it's like so easy and blah, blah, blah. I was like, this is not a chapter for me to be on social media. I'm shutting this shit down. I'm going in my cocoon. And I literally spent my days like staring at my daughter and totally different than I thought I would have spent my first few weeks, months of, of, um, you know, having a baby. But this woman reached out to me after seeing that. And she's like, Hey, Sandy, like, I want you to know if you need anything. And this is like a very high powered multimillionaire woman in my community that like, I was shocked when I got this message basically, but she was like, Um, I would love to come over if I'm welcome. I'll do your laundry. I'll do your dishes. I'll literally do anything. Um, I want you to know you're in the hardest parts and seeing that reminded me of when I was 21 and I had my first baby. And, um, I just want you to know, like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're going to be okay. Let me know, like, if you want me to come over, if that's welcome. And I thought about it for like two days before I responded, because I'm like, how could I not let some of my best friends in, but I would let this woman in. But I really think like you are, you know, the five people you spend the most time with. And this is someone that I would love to like grow into. This is someone I'd love to like emanate, you know? So I'm like, wow, like, how does she do it? Like, how, how does she do all the things that she, she does and whatever. So I finally responded to her and I was like, Hey, I've thought about that. I responded to her at like three in the morning in the middle of a breastfeeding session when I was like crying my eyes out, like, will I ever sleep again? And I responded and I was like, Hey, like I've been thinking about what you said and I actually would like to have you come over. And I know we don't know each other like super, super well, but it meant a lot to me that you reached out and, um, I, I do want to talk to you. And so she came over and she sat on my bed and I sat in the, 
the rocking chair. And when she walked in, I like saw my eyes. I actually have a picture from that day and I don't even like recognize my face. It's like double the size that it is now. It's like so freaking swollen. But, um, I asked her, I was like, what would you tell yourself seven days postpartum with your first baby? Because I need to hear whatever it is, because I'm just like feeling all these deep, dark emotions, uh, and really heavy, heavy unworthiness and confusion and all the stuff. And she's like, what you said, Rory, reminded me of this. She said, if I could tell my seven-day post, first-time postpartum mom self something, it would be accept the help. People do not offer help unless they mean it. And do not feel bad saying yes. Accept all the help with no shame. Yes, I will let you come over and do that. Yes, I will let that. Yes, you can drop off a meal. Here's the meal train. Yes, you can do this. Not, no, no, we're fine. We're fine. And then you're with your husband, all this resentment, like nothing's done or blah, blah, blah. No, like accept the help. And when she told me that, I was like, okay, I'm, I've definitely been pushing things away. Like, no, we're good. No, no, we're good. And then I was like, okay, let's fire up this meal train. And my sister made a meal train. And literally we had lunch and dinner dropped off at our front door for 36 days in a row. Wade and I didn't cook. Like he would heat things up, but like we didn't have to worry about anything because I was like, okay, you want to help? You can't come in my house, but if you want to help, here's, you can make us food. And by the way, I'm gluten-free and dairy-free. So please follow my diet. <laughs> it's perfect. Isn't it amazing how the village shows up? And here's the thing, like people, like you said, want to help. And especially in those first like two to three months, right? Like that's when the help is going to come. Six months down the road, you're probably not going to be getting all these messages. Like how can we help? So it is a vulnerable time. It is a time when you need help. People will show up for you in a beautiful way. And like we talked about early with, early with the boundaries, you don't have to apologize for not letting them in. You're like, hey, this is what's happening. If you want to help, this is where we can use the help. Running errands, grabbing groceries, dropping off food, doing the laundry, whatever it is. You're not going to hold baby. Um, that's okay, right? Because then the right people will show up. So not apologizing, not feeling bad, setting the boundaries and at the end of the day, the people who are meant to be there are going to be there and they're still going to love you in the same way. And they'll probably have a deeper love and admiration for you for what you're doing. So yeah, if there's anything that you know you take away if you're listening is that is that is where you should be, right? You should be in a place where you can set boundaries. Practice saying no during pregnancy. No is a sentence. We talk to our clients oh, all I the time. That. No is a sentence. That's yes. so and and in in birth too, right? Like birth and postpartum is when you need to be your ad, your own advocate. As doulas, we help you advocate. It's Roy and I are very strong voices in the room, um, but your power comes from your own voice, right? And so being able to say no, um, you and your partner kind of come up with, hey, what's our new normal and how are we going to set boundaries? And being okay to adapt and change minute by minute, like we said earlier, but say no where you need to say no and, and stick to it and don't feel bad about it because at the end of the day, this is your new family. Like you, you said, Sandy, you birthed into a mother, your partner's birthed into a father. Like that is where you need to protect that sacred space, right? So I think that's that goes a long way. It's, it's so powerful. You guys are amazing. I feel like we could sit here and talk for hours. So <laughs> we could. <laughs> anyone that's local that maybe is like, oh my God, I'm not hearing this by accident. Like, I feel like I need to work with these ladies. Do you guys, like, how does it work when someone hires you? Do they get one of you? Do they get both of you? What does it look like at birth time, postpartum? Can you walk me through that? Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah. So you get a package deal. So um, for birth, it looks like, you know, we we are a unique duo. There aren't many um, doulas that work together, but we were finding that we were using each other for backups and our clients weren't um, really getting to know us by a backup, you know? So at this point, we took the approach of our clients. We don't even like to call them clients, by the way. We say start as clients and stay as friends, but our friends, you know, get to know both of us. And then um, most of the time, one of us will be at their birth, but it doesn't um, doesn't matter because they know both of us the same. Mm-hmm. If we can both be there, we love to do that too, but that's only available at home births right now because of all the restrictions. Um, however, yeah, they know both of us the same. Um, and it's like, oh, Rory's at my birth or Kelsey's at my birth. And it doesn't matter because you know, we've gotten to know each other very intimately. Usually, you know, our, our prenatals and meetings look like coffee or going to the beach together or sitting on the couch and, you know, getting cozy together, whatever it may be, you know, it's, we're very um, intimate. We're very real, usually in our leggings and t-shirts. And then as for postpartum, we'll do an alternating shift. So you don't have to, you know, do the handoff. We do that ourselves and we just kind of both go in there like our fairy selves and get everything done. And um, we both get to see you, which we really like. And you know, with birth, it's so hard because we know this is the right job for us because it's always like, no, I want to go. No, I want to go. No, please let me go. So we have had to make a schedule because we want to be there for everyone. And, you know, if we're not physically there, we are emotionally there. We both help um, the whole time. So it is a package deal and it's the best thing truly that has ever happened to me, at least. (laughs) I can feel like how much you guys love what you do, which is so refreshing. Most people like, don't love what they do and that's why I wanted to have you guys on getting magnetic too because like your whole vibe is magnetic and your whole story and how you guys came to be and what you do like I just feel like you have so much value to add and it's just really refreshing to see two souls be on fire about how they add value to the community it's really special it's it's not a job (laughs) Roy and I every so we use we've used your gratitude journal we every single morning express gratitude to each other like we're so grateful for this life and we like, it's not just a word that we're saying. It's a feeling that we feel because this isn't work. I've worked a job before, like my past life. Like I said, this is, this is not work. This is life changing, sacred, spiritual stuff that we're doing. Right. And it's, it's so important. It's, we're so lucky um, to be doing this and having families bring us into the most intimate moments in their life. And for families who aren't local to Orange County, so we mentioned we're childbirth educators. Um, we do in-person childbirth education. We actually have one coming up um, July 31st. So if you're expecting like any time later this year into the new year, um, that's an awesome class for any families if this is resonating in any way. Um, just reach out to us. We'll share details. Um, but we also do virtual classes. So virtual, um, like I said, pregnancy classes, uh, birth, postpartum, and newborn. So we're always happy to connect with people all over the U.S., you know, and helping you to, to feel empowered through this beautiful transformational um, journey of your life and just really giving you the tools and resources and support that you need and desire. So yeah, final thoughts, I guess, for anyone listening, I want to urge you to really consider getting a doula. Like, honestly, I hear people be all the time be like, oh, my sister, my mom, and my husband will be in the room. And it's like, that's great. And you need someone that's not so emotionally attached to you. 
that I believe that knows what you want to go down to advocate for you, to um, make you feel safe, to nurture you, to love on you, to, you know, comb through your hair, to massage your shoulders, to hum to you, to sing to you, to do push on your hips. If you're in pain, like when I started my birth, the first 26 hours were at home and my doula and Wade and my sister were rotating. Like we, they called it clothes thin, you know, like pushing on, on your hips. Um, it's so funny, actually my doula afterwards, she's so sweet. She gave me an actual clothes pin. Like, as, and it said like, clothespin on it said Cameron my daughter's name on it because she's like I've never in a birth heard someone so many times say clothespin 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 constantly clothespin 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 but my husband was like so grateful for um someone else and then when we ended up transferring to the hospital um which was by choice because you know exhaustion happens um and I have no shame in that at first I really really did I was like oh my god I'm not good enough like so embarrassed I had so much shame and this and that and I'm like you know what I'm proud of myself that I knew my limits. And I'm like, okay, I probably should have listened to them when they told me to sleep in between contractions. Now I've been awake for two full days and I need to sleep. So my situation changed. But when we transferred to the hospital at the time that we had our baby in November of 2021, you could not have, you had a partner and you could have one supportive person. That's it. And that was a really hard decision to not have my sister in the room. But I felt like I I really knew that my doula knew what I wanted and needed. And I, as much as I love my sister and she's my best friend on the planet, I felt like I needed someone not emotionally attached to me. If something, God forbid, went wrong, if I'm panicking, she's panicking, it's going to be crazy. But I felt like if I panic, my doula is just going to be calm and neutral and tell me everything's going to be okay. And so I really feel like it's important and powerful to have someone outside of close family being in a part of your whole experience, educating you, walking you through the actual birth, the afterbirth, like all those things. So I, my intention, and I hope anyone listening, like that was inspired by this, that you learn something that you feel excited about sharing this with other people, or when your time comes of having a child, if you so choose, like, wow, I'm going to take the doula route. Like that's something I didn't even really know much about. And I learned a lot today on getting magnetic. So I just want to thank you guys both so much, Kelsey and Rory, for being here. Um, how can how can our getting magnetic listeners find you, follow you, stay connected with you, all those things? Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. This was, it was thank really you. cool. Anytime we can get like raw and real and vulnerable, like that's the stuff that gets us really excited because that's where like real life happens. So um, if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I, I, I want to like be vulnerable and, and talk to somebody like we are always here. Um, you can reach us. We're on Instagram a lot. Um, you can find us at soul shine birth. Um, Rory and I each were solo doulas before becoming this beautiful soul shine birth that we are. Um, so we have individual websites, um, which can be a little confusing. We know we're, we're getting to it. Um, we're but, working on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am wombs and bloom OC. Um, so I have, um, that's my website. I'm sure you'll link it Sandy, yes. um, where you can reach me there. We make ourselves super, super accessible. Um, it's our full-time job. We get to do this all day, every day. Um, we pride ourselves on communication. So being able to pick up our phones and talk to our clients at any moment is what we love to do. So like you said, Sandy, um, you know, birth is important, but then having someone that you feel safe talking to after, we never go away. So we have clients who we were with two years ago who reach out to us and are like, hey, I'm having a hard day. Or hey, like, can we just go for a walk? 
Absolutely. Because that's really what it's all about. Um, Rory said we're, we start as clients and stay as friends. And it's mm-hmm. so important to feel like you have a village of support, someone that can see you and hear you and, and make you feel seen. Thank you so much, Sandy. Yeah, just a little bit of, um, you know, confusion. I'm Freckled Love Doula. So that's my website. That's my Instagram. But if you um, reach out to Wombs and Bloom or Freckled Love Doula, you get soul shine. So <laughs> it, it leads you all to us. Um, but this was such an honor. Thank you so much. And so exciting. And um, just it it's amazing to be able to talk about this rawness and and just be ourselves because this is what we love to do i love it thank you guys so much for being here and one of my favorite things is connecting people like ever since i was a little girl like that's just like my fires my soul's on fire like knowing that two people that i know that never would have known each other meet because i connected them maybe it's my ego being like i connected them i don't know <laughs> but i'm so excited for people to hear this and come to you and be like i heard you on getting magnetic like i need to work with you or i need to introduce you to my friend or you open my eyes to this or you never know like and it's not always about like the client right like it's not always about you particularly getting a client out of this, but you never know how this episode could have like completely changed the course of someone's perspective or the way they look at things and how it's going to have this beautiful ripple effect of people all around the globe by us just having this transparent conversation. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Anything else, any final thoughts, anything on your heart you want to leave the audience with? No, I think I, I feel like we've said a lot, said it all. Our hearts are always open. So please reach out to us. Never hesitate. You're not alone. And at the end of the day, we're a village. So um, thank yeah. you so much for having us, Sandy. It was so fun. Yeah, thank you so much. We'd love to come back anytime. Yay. Yeah, maybe we'll do a part two. <laughs> yes. With way dad perspective. Yes, I love that. <laughs> okay, thank you guys. Bye, Sandy. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. 